What's going on? Welcome to Life's a Trip podcast. I'm Dave. And I am Chase. And uh, on this podcast, we explore all kinds of stuff, all the, the weird and winding individual paths that we all walk in life. Uh, our conversations range from mindfulness and relationships. All the way to psychedelic spirituality, and a whole bunch of weird, crazy, fun stuff. Yeah, and uh, we just we look at basically what it means to be anything at all. Or not. Or not. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, and I hope that you enjoy. Love you guys. See you on the other side. Peace. What's up, people? So today's episode of Life's a Trip podcast is, again, a solo episode with me interviewing my good friend, housemate, coworker, and just general inspiration, Robert Cathers. Um, I've known Rob for a couple of years now, and uh, we cover a, a number of topics. He is gearing up to head to Thailand for a month, and I wanted to do a two-part interview um, or talk where we, uh, we talk before he leaves, and then I'll, I'll catch him on the back end once he returns from his trip and reflect on his experience and what he did and yeah thoughts about travel and life in general so um yeah this is a fun podcast definitely silly joking around a lot it bounces around and um yeah i, I really enjoyed recording with rob and i hope that you get something out of this too so without further ado here is my interview episode i believe nine of life's a trip podcast enjoy Yeah, uh, I hit record, so we're fucking doing it. Rob Cathers, hi on the mic. Welcome. I really appreciate you making it all the way up the stairs uh, to my room here. It's been a long journey, but happy to be here. Yeah, just like Kaladin, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I was gonna try to lock the door, but you know, um, it doesn't close all the way, so the dogs you just keep click clacking in, and you know, I guess the panting in the background is just gonna be. It's a uh, group podcast, the first with multiple guests. Yeah, maybe we can get him barking later. I'd actually prefer that not to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, thanks for coming on. I, I know we've been uh, talking about it, and there's a little bit of nervousness around doing this, but... Yeah, it's kind of weird to, like, have a conversation planned about things that <laughs> we're both already really aware about each other yeah. you're like gonna ask me these questions that like yeah. you clearly know the answer to <laughs> but the audience doesn't necessarily so right it's just like weird like all right i can answer that as basically as possible and you're gonna know the rest of the answer right but i'm gonna have to dig a little deeper and you know explain it like you've never heard this story or this answer or, or whatever it may be Right, yeah, it's a it's an interesting format, especially like it's one thing if I don't really know someone very well and I'm like actually hearing things for the first time, but to to sit down with you, I mean we've known each other for coming up on three years really. Yeah. I think this summer is it'll be three years since I met you. And we've lived with each other for a decent portion of that time. Yeah. <clears throat> and partied with each other for a decent portion of that time. <laughs> yeah. Kind of oh, yeah. All the uh, yeah. possibilities of friendship have, have been explored. Yeah. Outside of, like, having sex with each other. But there's still time. There's it's, of time. you know, only yeah. three years in. We can yeah. do this. Who's, who's, this? the sky's the limit. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? like we could just, this guy is the limit. This guy, this guy's, <laughs> this guy's the limit. <laughs> 
Oh man. Well, there's a, there's so many different things we could talk about. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> we were joking leading up to this podcast for those of you who are listening about, uh, you know, sitting down and talking about what we're going to talk about. And it's like, <laughs> Rob was like, you know, let's just, let's just fucking do it. Let's just, just get in there and hit record. And, uh, we certainly have no problem having conversations without the recording going. Not so, at all. um, yeah, a couple, a couple things I kind of want to touch on. Um, well, first of all, one of the, the main reasons why I wanted to get you in here and talking, uh, I wanted this to be a two-part thing leading up to your trip to Thailand. Which begins this weekend. Last day of work is Friday. Today is Wednesday. Yeah. And then my flight is early morning Sunday. And I will land in Bangkok late evening Monday after... 27 hours of travel, but we're very much looking forward to it. Last night was a, uh, a big win in my house. I, I finally decided what bag to use after weeks and weeks and weeks of research. I think I know more about bags than I do about my upcoming trip to Thailand. So if anybody has questions about bags, you know, send me a little message. I can, I can help you out. RobCathersLovesBags.com. Yes, yes. New website coming soon. <laughs> Stickers to follow. <laughs> Rob loves bags. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I wanted to get you in here uh, for like a, an interview prior to your trip to talk about kind of what you're, what you're planning on doing, what your expectations are, or lack of expectations, or trepidations, um, and then catch you on the back end of it too and like hear about your experience. And <laughs> you survived. You, you made it, dude. You got all your limbs, all your fingers are attached. No like major cuts or, or uh, damage from scooter uh, excitement. I just crossed my fingers. You can't. <laughs> you couldn't hear me do it, but it was done. I promise. I wonder what a finger crossing sound effect would be like. <laughs> like their Velcro. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but before we dive into like, uh, that upcoming trip, um, I wanted to share one of my first memories of you, uh, oh, just to kind of paint a picture for, uh, I guess for people that do know you and people that maybe haven't met you yet. Um, here we go. I had just moved to Asheville. This was a couple years ago and, um, I met Amelia. And so through Amelia, I had gone out a couple times and I went out to a Danny Knowles show Shout out to Danny Knowles. Shout out to Danny Knowles. The intro music on this podcast. I don't know if anybody's aware. Yeah, that little guitar ditty. That's that's all him. That's our dude, Danny. I look forward to having a recording with once he gets his album together. Get it together, Danny. Come on, man. We're all waiting. We've been waiting. Um, we love you. We love you too. Um, yeah. So I, I think I met you at a show of his really briefly. Like, just like, hey, nice to meet you. How's it going? And then I think one of one of the first memories that I have of like a direct interaction with you is actually at this. Uh, it was a music thing down down Calden. Get out of here! You you're so, you're <laughs> too so, much panting. So loud, dude. <laughs> Get out! No, go. <laughs> um, I remember showing up, and I think I had smoked weed from someone's pen, and I was feeling pretty high and some social anxiety, and I had Jack, my dog, with me. And, and we went to uh, the main stage there, and we put our bikes down to block the path, which you're like, you had, you had said this is something you figured out at festivals, is like putting bikes down to like change the flow of people walking around. So it kind of gave us this little space. That was uh, Leaf Downtown, yep. yes, in the summer? Yep. Yes. 
and uh, <laughs> had a backpack full of beers, I'm sure. Yeah. Hey, need a beer? Hey, need a beer? Yeah. But I mean, I, I was just meeting a lot of you guys for the first time, or actually getting to hang out, and uh, you asked me, I was wearing a tank top, and you're like, what's the deal with this? And you pointed at my, my chest tattoos, and um, I remember how genuinely interested you were, mm. and it was like almost off-putting, because I was like, I, I don't know, maybe it was the headspace that I was in, or just like, I had been kind of in my, my own... I've been stuck for a while. And so to have someone that was like generally present and asking and interested and like you waited to hear what it was and what you weren't trying to like, well, check out my tattoos, you know, like, sure. Oh, it's a cool tattoo. Have you seen mine? You know, you actually wanted to know what, what the story was and you're paying attention. And that was like, it was so refreshing. And, uh, that was just, it was such a cool way to meet you for the first time. Like, kind of get to know you and be like, Oh man, who's this guy? And, and now you know, and now I know I get to I get to hang out with you all the time. We get to. Do you remember who we saw there? Who, who played that evening? I remember like not really going with uh, the intent to see whatever music was there. I just wanted to like to hang out and be with my friends and drink beer outside without getting yelled at because that's a great thing to do in the summer in public. Um, yeah. But yeah, I feel like the like the last person that played the headliner that night was something of worth, but. No idea. Was it uh, something Sly and the Family Stone? That might have been it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I left. I was like, I felt I was too. It was too <laughs> intense. I was like, I, I'm gonna go home and sit in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> the pen had me like. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh man, I can't. I can't do it anymore. Weed, marijuana. This is too strong these days. These kids, you know, they figured it these, out. These kids have figured it out. I ate a two milligram edible the other night, which is. Not strong at all, but I've been drinking a couple beers as well, and mm -hmm. maybe an hour later, I'm laying in bed, and I just, like, look around, like, holy shit, like, I'm really high <laughs> off of just that. I can't imagine what would happen if I were to hit somebody's pen or, or participate in a circle of blunts with some other friends or oh what have you. I, I know my limits, and I, I, I stick closely to them. And that takes me back. My my very first time smoking weed, I uh, was in high school, and I was one of the last people amongst my group of friends to do it. And so when I when I and I also didn't drink. I was a pretty responsible kid. And uh, good family upbringing. Yeah, right. Fear of God. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so when I finally expressed that I was interested in doing it, my buddies were like, "Yeah, dude, Dave's gonna get high. Let's like we're gonna make an event of it." So <laughs> they got. We each had a, a whole blunt to ourselves, Oof. and we went up to my buddy Ryan's tree fort, which was like actually a little house that his dad had basically built with like electricity and couches, and there's a TV in there. And Sounds incredible. Carpeting. It was pretty dope. And we went up there, and each of us smoked an entire blunt, and I was high for two days. <laughs> the next day, my mom came and picked us up, me and my buddies up. This was probably sophomore year in high school. We were like 15 or 16. And she picked us up and she's like, uh, where do you guys need to go? Like, where do you need, you want me to just drop you off? I was like, let's go to Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it was Burger King. Okay. Yep. Hey, what was your first experience? How old were you? Uh, 13, 14, 15, like freshman in high school. Um, a few of our other friends had started smoking and me and my one friend, Devin, were like, well, I mean, it's here. Let's give it a shot. So we smoked and... I don't think I got like very high the first time, the second time I did, but then 
after smoking, I was like, well, I guess I want food. So we drove to Burger King and got a shitload of nuggets, mm-hmm. ate them all. And then I was like, all right, cool. Let's like drive back to so-and-so's house. I was like, nah, I'm going to run home. <laughs> <laughs> so I take off out of the Burger King parking lot, go through this little back road behind, behind the rest of the shopping center to cut through to the main road that all of us lived off of. And then I'm running down the main road and it's like <laughs> 1030 at night. It's dark out, and a cop car pulls up behind me and kind of like flags me down. And he's like, "Everything all right?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, I smoked weed for the first time, and now I'm gonna go to jail. This is over." And I'm like, "Yeah, man, I'm just uh, just going to my friend's house." Like, "Why are you running?" I'm like, "I don't know. Uh, I thought it'd be nice to get some late night exercise or something." He's like, "All right, man, well, just be careful. You know, it's not a well lit road." I was like, "So I'm good? I can go?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, man." I'm like, "All right." I'm going to smoke more weed. Yeah, <laughs> There's tight. no consequences. <laughs> and, and thus, it is truly a gateway drug. Yeah, yeah. Look at us. I mean, I have done many drugs since, so it was first. I guess it's a gateway. And now we're on one of the most powerful drugs known to man, which is coffee. Coffee. And yeah. podcasts, the second most yeah. powerful drug. <laughs> right. We are mainlining the podcast. <laughs> we're, we're becoming dealers of podcasts. Um, that's funny, man. That's, so yeah, you had Wendy's, I had Burger King. Yeah. I'm sure many people's first weed story involves fast food of some type. Probably. But. It might still, like, you know, 700th weed story probably. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> right. You hear that Illinois just legalized? No. Yeah, within the first day they generated, like, just, you know, untold amount of money on their weed sales. Of course. Is it, uh... Recreational, like fully right? I think it's recreational. Very cool. Good on you, boys. Yeah, I saw a post. And girls. I saw a post and that and it said, like, when dispensaries look like Apple stores, a lot of people need to get out of prison. <laughs> yes. And it's like, yeah, that's true. You know, like, all these people that have been sitting in prison for years, being punished for... Selling nickel and dime bags here right. and there. And now some company is making a killing... Oh, and the uh, government. Yeah, the government. Tax yeah. dollars are, yeah. are being, millions of dollars in tax money is, is being raised here. So, yeah, let, let those guys out. Retroactively wipe all that shit clean. Like and sponge their records. Yeah. yeah. Let's get people back in society. Amen to that, dude. Well, uh, touching back on, like, that, that weed story, like, I, I know you grew up uh, near or in Baltimore, and, like, I know a little bit about your childhood, but tell me about growing up there, because, like, I definitely grew up in, like, a pretty liberal, like, university town. I had a pretty comfortable upbringing, and I think yours is quite a bit different from that. Yes, but, I mean, in all honesty, I didn't really realize it. Like, I wasn't really aware of, of the situation while I was in it, but now that I'm older and can look back on it, it's like, oh, yeah, times were kind of tough or whatever, but... I think Peter kind of mentioned this last night, like when you're in the situation and it's like all you know, then you're not aware of what it could or should be. Um, You know, I grew up with just my mom and she was going through school. So we had my great grandmother, my uncle watched me a lot. And to me, that just made sense. That was like a normal thing. Like, oh yeah, I'll see my dad, maybe once a month or every other month or whatever, but it it didn't feel um, out of the norm. Um, but yeah, we were kind of poor and, and had like Salvation Army Christmases and stuff where 
you know, Santa Claus was was just a donation from these these companies, which was awesome. Still got Legos and toy cars and all that shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like without the frame of reference of like, oh, this is what other people are experiencing. Like, that's still a, a good childhood. Yeah. You know, exactly. Like, you have nothing to compare it to. So like. I mean, I still had a place to live. I still had. A, like like guardians that cared about me, whether it was my mother, my great grandmother, or or my uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, still had friends. Had my little brother, and we kicked it pretty hard. Um, Sometimes literally. Yes, we definitely fucked each other up a bunch. <laughs> I got a, I got a scar on my arm from where he bit me yeah. outside of a Target once. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so then my mom, after she like finished school and started her nursing career, she. Had a few boyfriends, and they were always kind of cool. And then she met this dude, Greg, who um, she was working at his bookstore while she was going through college. It was called Paradise Books in in Catonsville. And um, they eventually hit it off and dated for a few years. And then it became pretty official, and Greg became my stepdad. And he was a big, uh, like, shaping force of my younger life. Still kind of is. I mean, we keep in touch now, even though him and my mom are separated. I mean, they still keep in touch, too, so everything's cool and kosher between them. But um, he was, like, old-school hippie, um, digs Buddhism, well-read, hustler's mentality with the bookstores and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, He's, like, in his 70s now, and he's still doing this or that. I think he just started working for... Lyft or Uber, and if you were to meet him, you would understand that that's probably a pretty awesome Uber ride. Yeah, I bet. Um, and in maybe like end of middle school, beginning of high school, I guess it was beginning of high school, he got throat cancer, mm. and that kind of switched up his mentality on a whole lot of things, uh, mainly nutrition, and that kind of trickled down to me without me realizing it at the time. Um, but, you know, he, like, stopped drinking coffee, started drinking green tea every day, stopped eating all these processed foods, started shopping at the Whole Foods and Trader Joe's and whatever health food stores of the area were around then. And initially, I was like, this is stupid. Like, I don't want fucking off-brand, beet-dyed M&M's. Like, I want the real deal. <laughs> and now I'm like, get that creepy colored shit away from me. I, I need beet-colored and carrot-flavored things. <laughs> um... So he was a big influence, and then, I mean, middle school, high school, it's all just kind of normal. Yeah. Um, moved into a single family home, and and through through high school, and then in college when the recession hit, I kind of lost that, but didn't lose our spirits. Um. But around that time, my mom, I guess she did lose her spirit. Me and Greg didn't. Um, she's kind of started using again. It's a really fragmented story. I, I don't know. My, my timeline is all <laughs> here There's there. cohesion. I'm following. Um, so she started using again. I was still in college. And I guess her using kind of set like a distance uh, between us, which maybe allowed me to shirk my own responsibilities and start partying really, really mm-hmm. hard and Without mom over your shoulder. Yeah, like, yeah. What are you doing? Like, How, how's your week? How's classes going? Oh, how was that test? You know? So kind of just like fucked off really hard in school and uh, smoking a lot of weed and drinking a lot and 
running up my credit card, just, hey. you know, <laughs> 19 years old and thousands of dollars of debt because of sushi, drugs, and alcohol. That's a good combination. I mean, <laughs> it's going to be debt for yeah. something. Yeah, it's Sushi's than, pretty good. Yeah. Um, Sushi's tight. <laughs> and then subsequently dropped out of college because wasn't going to class. And How far in did you get? Um, I was in my fourth year, but I had accumulated 90-ish credits over the last three, or no, through those four years, accumulated 90-ish credits over four or five different disciplines, just like, ooh, let me try this. Nope, not doing good in that. Dabbling. Let me try this. Oh, not doing good in that. But really, I was just not doing good in anything because I wasn't focused and wanted to drink and see music and do drugs. You're getting a different experience. Yeah, which was fun, and uh, I definitely value it, but... If I could have maybe like stopped college earlier, saved some money, come home, regrouped, refocused, that would have been more ideal. Um, then dropped out, moved back to Westminster with Greg. My mom was doing rehabby stuff at this point in time. And then stayed with him for a few months until she got out of the halfway house and was able to get back on her feet, rent a house in Baltimore. And then I moved back in with her. And... Then had some like twing around with living situations and different girlfriends, moved to the city for a little bit, um, but still was just focused on like partying, more drugs, just like the light drugs, you know, nothing, yeah. nothing crazy. Wasn't smoking crack or doing dope or anything, just party drugs. Uh, you know, stayed out all, all hours of the night, but still maintaining my job. I, I working at Trader Joe's uh, maybe like a year or two after I dropped out. Been there since, been nine years. How was it that you got turned on at Trader Joe's? Like, what, what brought you there? Uh, so we, like, like I said, Greg started shopping there with his throat cancer diagnosis. Mm-hmm. He just wanted, you know, more real-sounding foods or whatever, um, less weird additives and, and, and colors and dyes and artificial things. Yeah. So it had been on my radar for a long time. <clears throat> and then when I moved back with my mom in, in Pikesville, uh, the Trader Joe's was two and a half miles up the street. Okay. Um, and I was like, that'd be a cool job. I feel like yeah. I could dig that. There are like weird people in there. Um, so I applied once or twice. Probably like went in dressed like a fool, like wearing pajama pants and like, crazy tie-dye and crocs like you all should hire me man this would be a great time they're like nah um so after two applications there and getting a job at this other grocery store down the street i was like yeah it's fine but then i hated the grocery store i was currently working at yeah but uh from behind the deli counter i was slinging grilled chicken salad to a employee of trader joe's and Talking them up and yeah, being, yeah, being yourself. Exactly, exactly. Just like having a good time back there, even though I hated it. And then one time she was like, "Why don't you work at Trader Joe's?" I was like, "I don't know." I tried. They won't hire me. She was like, "Come back in. I'm gonna put in a good word for you." It was this girl Nikki. I'll put in a good word for you. I was like, "Really? That'd be so cool. Thank you so much." Yeah. Here's your grilled chicken salad. Right. And then uh, maybe two weeks later, I had an interview, and a week after that, I was. Balls deep in the job. <laughs> As the kids say. As the kids say. Um, That's cool, man. And yeah, yeah, stayed at that store for a few years and then 
That's how you met Jack, right? That's how I met Jack. Jack you... is our other one of our other housemates, <laughs> and uh, you and you and Jack are thick as thieves. Uh huh. You've been on it together for a long time. That's the big homie. Yeah. Shout out Jack. He's killing life right now. He's at the gym. Getting Taking care of business. Dental work. He's being a super responsible right now. Yeah. His dog Kaladin won't leave us alone because my door won't latch. So if you hear any panting in the background again, that's Kaladin. But he's cute, so it's worth it. Yeah. You're not very smart, but you sure are sweet. Yeah, handsome boys don't have to be smart. <laughs> well, so actually, uh, talking about your stepdad, um, no, no. down, and and his turn towards being healthy actually led into something that I wanted to talk to you about, which is your. Um, Get out of here, dude! You're ridiculous. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna move the the bed in front of the door. Come on, let's go. Come on. Lock them out. Get. get. Come on. Don't get. Don't get. Okay. All right. Oh, privacy. And we're back. (laughs) I do. Yeah, so nutrition is like, you've actually been a really big inspiration for me from living with you and seeing how creative you are in the kitchen and like just how loose you are with like just getting a bunch of stuff and throwing it together. And you always come up with these delicious recipes. Uh, It's been a big inspiration for me in taking a bit more of a uh, proactive role in my, what I consume and just being playful in the kitchen. Yeah. I'd say like, I don't really know what to do, but I I think I have a good grasp on like what not to do Mm -hmm. as far as cooking and, and nutritional couplings go or whatever. It's like, well, let me not eat a big handful of jelly beans for breakfast or a big bowl of, Captain Crunch, which is delicious. No, is no delicious. hate on Captain Crunch. It's delicious. But you know, you just gotta eat a bunch of veggies. Don't eat a lot of sugar, and mm. yeah, have fun. Be playful. You know. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't turn out good. Then all right. Well, I still got hot sauce. At least I could <laughs> <laughs> douse it in hot sauce or or, <laughs> or something to make it it's semi palatable. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's just it's 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 something that. I guess I subconsciously started to care about when Greg, my stepdad, started to care about it through high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, really figured it out, like, after college. I mean, through high school, I was still just eating. Like, my mom was at work. Greg was at work. So I was, whatever frozen food was in the fridge or freezer, that was the move. Mm-hmm. A couple sandwiches here and there. Definitely, like, eggs and box mac and cheese and grilled cheese and Hot Pockets out the... So many fucking hot pockets, Jesus Christ. Lean cuisines, all that kind of yeah. jazz. Um, and then through college, just being a broke kid who was spending a lot of money on alcohol, it'd be like, well, I'll eat a giant bag of pasta with uh, like salt and pepper and <laughs> crushed red pepper <laughs> on it. Olive oil. Yeah, yeah, olive oil. I'm like, ooh, I'm fancy. I'm putting olive oil on it. <laughs> did, uh, you, did you ever have access to the cafeteria? Uh, yeah, for the first... Two years I lived on campus, and that included a meal plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for like two weeks of my freshman year, I worked in the cafeteria. That's the move. Um, so ate a lot of French fries and steak subs for free while I was there. But then I quit my job because I wanted to go to a party, and I told my mom it was because I had to work on a paper. <laughs> <laughs> so got out of that pretty quick. Uh, but the cafeteria was cool. There was, there was one spot I really liked in there that was kind of like Boston Market. So mm-hmm. they go there, get a 
giant plate of mac and cheese and like quarter chicken dark and, right. and mashed potatoes or whatever. Um, oh, the buffalo chicken wraps. There was one spot that did really awesome buffalo chicken wraps. Um, so again, wasn't really like focused on the nutrition then, but like yeah. it was still like in the back of my mind. I was I was aware, but not not focused on it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean at that, that I know. I've- Kind of just trying to survive, like right. you know. You're just trying to make it out of your hangover in time to skip the party. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I know most of my college experience was like, I, uh, I got there. I went to Western Michigan, and uh, a couple of my high school buddies were there, and that's like my my initial friend group. But then, second semester of my freshman year, I'd been kind of hanging out with like one friend I was living with, or a buddy of mine in the dorms played soccer, and one was in. He was a singer, so using like the uh, the music kids and then another high school buddy was a dancer so like I was interacting with these d- different people in different groups mm-hmm. but I hadn't really found my own and then I uh, bumped into a guy from high school who was like you should come out and play rugby and I was like I don't know those guys are pretty weird like I don't know if I'm into that and I went out to a practice and just immediately loved it yeah and yeah I, I, super, I got along with everybody that was out of the practice that night and that was my people all through college but so I, I partied really hard with rugby and then I had a job at the cafeteria, and I also worked at a party store. And so, like my food, I'd go to, I'd go and open the cafe in the morning, and get breakfast <coughs> before I started my shift. And then I'd, I'd work for two hours, and I eat again before I went to class. And then I had people that would like, you know, scan my card, quote quotation marks, <laughs> scan my card and let me in throughout the day. Um, and then I'd go and work at the party store, which also had a deli, and I'd like that would be my meals, like I. So all your extra money could go everything, towards alcohol. Everything else went towards <laughs> alcohol. Sorry, mom. Yeah, my my college experience was like a string of hangovers and overdraft charges. Oh my <laughs> god, the overdraft fees. Those I was steady getting hit with those thirty two dollars. Those the banks just must have made just a killing, especially yeah. if they stacked them. You know, you you make like a couple dollar purchases back uh-huh. to back, and it's like thirty two dollars, thirty two dollars. You're know, like, like shit. This is a thirty five dollar. Tube of chapstick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. was not my game plan. Yeah, I bought a I bought a pack of gum so I don't smell like whiskey in class. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah. I had a very similar college experience. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah kind of like uh, initially grouped together with the kids who were on my floor in the dorm, yeah. <clears throat> which was cool because you know didn't know that many people. Um, had like some friends from Pikesville from like high school and middle school that were there too. So clung with them for a little bit but then eventually it was just like kids who are listening to weird music mm-hmm. and i'm like just starting to listen to weird music so i'm like hey, i'm gonna latch on to you yeah what's teach up? me everything hey, you I'm know. Rob. give me the weird albums show me the stuff yeah um i was kind of just listening to like what's that thing you, know, you just put in your nose <laughs> <laughs> no not yet not yet <laughs> um but i was listening to like basic radio hip-hop and then like kind of 90s hip-hop uh, and then there was this file sharing program that a lot of people were using on campus called like MyTunes, mm-hmm. and essentially it linked everybody's iTunes together. Oh, cool! And you could just download stuff from anybody's iTunes. So um, a lot of clicking around on there and trying to find stuff. And then one night on a Adult Swim, there was just like a random bump in between. The bump is like their little commercial break thing. Uh, in between, I don't know, Family Guy probably. Space Ghost? Yeah, Space Ghost, Family Guy. One of those cool late night situations. 
And uh, it was like, R.I.P. Jay Dilla. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but I'm curious. So I like, Googled it. And it was this producer, uh, I think from Detroit, um, like classic hip-hop producer, um, had just released this album, Donuts. Uh, I think it was like producing it as he was dying. So I Googled it, found that album, listened to it. It was like, holy shit, like, this is weird music like this is yeah. this is great music can be something strange and experimental and it was just so out of the ordinary for me and that kind of uh, it was a catalyst for exploring deeper and rabbit hole finding mf doom and and you know his side project mad villain with mad lib and just like all this weird experimental hip-hop and then from there it was like all right well if there's weird hip-hop like what other weird shit is there? <laughs> so that kind of got me to where I am today, yeah. musically. That's Check cool. out the album Donuts by Jay Dilla, I'm gonna, please. I'm going to download that if we get off here. Please. I've been looking for some fresh music. That's great. I also have it on vinyl out there, so if you just want to throw it on and sit on the couch and... Build a fire. Vibe out, man. Put on a robe. Could be a move. Smoke a bubble pipe. <laughs> yeah. Not the weed, you'll go no. sit in darkness in your room. <laughs> good, on, good on the weed, man. Um... <laughs> Well, talking, talking tangential, but good. <laughs> I'll think of all of our conversations are tangential. I think that's why we get along well. Yeah, I was thinking about that uh, last night, just like the, like the nature of uh, what we've been doing on this podcast, at least as far as my conversations are concerned. And um, I, I don't know about you, but I was diagnosed with ADD in high school, and I've elementary had, school. Okay, yeah, I've always had conversations with people. And some people can keep up with my train of thought and we just, we, we just flow really well. And then I've, I've had some where like, I bounce over to a, a totally unrelated idea and they're like, wait, sorry, you just switched tracks real fast. Like what, what, what are you talking about? And, um, I don't know. I think maybe one of the reasons why we've gotten along so well is that our brains work in kind of similar, like. Yeah. Oh, you want to go over here? Let's fucking. What, what do you think? So, how about this idea? Like, oh, that makes me think about this thing. It's cool. dotted like, line arrows going yeah. all over the place. Do you ever? Uh, do you ever like before having a conversation with somebody? You're kind of like working through it in your head, and then you go up to them, and you're like halfway through the conversation, and they're like, "Wait, what are you talking about?" <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you just yes. like start mid conversation yeah. and expect them to be where you are already, and yeah. they're not. <laughs> like, oh shit, sorry. Yeah. Let me back up a second and actually start this conversation. That's one of the one of the many joys of working with you and uh, a number of other our other coworkers is like just throughout the day it feels like that. It's like these like random little opportunities for random drops in the conversation, like walking by and, and you say something to me. I, I start cracking up and later on we interact again and you're like you know, continue that, that track. Mm-hmm. It's just very entertaining. It's a it's a fun way. I wish that everyone was able to work in an environment like that because it's just, it really makes work so much simpler. It's, it's pretty great. I mean, being there nine years kind of speaks to the awesomeness of the job. Yeah. And, and a large portion of that is being able to hang out with people that I like every day. Right. Yeah. Well, and you have such a, uh, when you're feeling it, when you're having a really good day, you, it's, it like radiates from you. Like you, you're just so silly. You yeah. Know? Like such a wonderful silliness uh which has been great for me like that's knowing you has really loosened me up a lot like seeing you out at shows and the way that you dance and like the way that you interact <laughs> with people and just like you 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 seem to have let go of a lot of self um 
Not self-control. That's not the right word. <laughs> but sometimes. But sometimes. <laughs> no, there's not, a, there's not a lot of inhibition. Sure, yeah. You know, yeah. like you, you really... <laughs> remember another really uh, fond memory I have of you is we went out and saw STS-9 at Pisgah uh, last summer, maybe? No, two summers ago. The, the... It was the outdoor stage. Yeah, the, th- the three-night banger or the, the one before that? I'm not sure. The one before that, because Neil came to the three nights. Yeah. So the show was wrapping up, and I had had uh, some substances, and Mm. I was feeling really good. Mm. And I kind of, like, wandered back to our group of friends who were gathering towards the back. By that trash can, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) totally by the trash can. (laughs) I remember it, because I was Um, just, like, leaning up against it. But I I was watching our group of friends talking and just, like, enjoying... You know, coming down from the show, which was like, man, it was it was like, it was like a UFO. It landed in the, in the forest and it was blowing like music out of people and like lights. And I was just like, this is incredible. And so it ends, and I'm kind of riding that high of the show. And I come back, and our group of friends is talking, and then you come bouncing in, like <laughs> a fucking rabbit, and like it, it was it was like uh, someone doing a cannonball into a pool. Like you jumped into the middle of the group with your shirt over someone's head. <laughs> And, and someone like threw their arms up and beer went everywhere and someone like nearby, a passerby got splashed in the face with some beer and like, he, I think you made a noise too. And I was like, holy shit, Rob is totally like Loki energy, like from Thor. <laughs> okay. Like Lord of Chaos. Like you, you thrive on chaotic energy. Like not, there's no like, you just, you love the silliness and like you, you love shaking things up and seeing people respond and it's so much fun to be around and people are attracted to it. Like, yeah. yeah, one of the things I say at work is that I get paid to disturb the peace. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. And people are like, "Why are you screaming so much? Why are you Why are you running around? What are you doing, man?" I'm like, "I just get paid to disturb the peace. It's yeah. okay." People, yeah, people almost almost unanimously enjoy it. Yeah, you know, occasionally someone's got to stick up their butt. Yeah, some people it rubs the wrong way, but you know, it's not about you. Yeah, it's about them. I'm here having a good time. Yeah, I think there was a full day last year that you walked around and you said. You know, you got a problem? Kick it under the fridge. <laughs> you drop some apples? Kick it under the fridge. It's a good day. Yeah, sometimes I get stuck on an eight-hour loop, and uh, yeah, I just see how far I can take it. Right. <laughs> see who will crack from it first. There was one time I was running around doing the... Uh, Want to do the jump, do the flip, flip? <laughs> it's maybe like four hours of me just screaming that at the top of my lungs. And some people were like, wow, this is hilarious. But I remember Peter just looking at me and being like, dude, you have to stop. I can't <laughs> deal with it anymore. And that just like made me want to do it yeah. more. I was yeah. in the corner of the store all by myself, still screaming it at the top of my lungs. Yeah, that's a, that's a sibling energy there. It's like getting a response from someone that's not, maybe if they're not, like, <laughs> they're not laughing with you. You're like, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'm going to do this more. Yeah. I'm not poking you. I'm not touching you. I'm uh-huh. not touching you. I'm not touching you. <laughs> Yeah, then another thing is, like, I, I, I try to just, like, do it for myself. Like, if it's making me happy, like, mm-hmm. awesome. That's super cool. And then maybe someone else will enjoy it. And that's, you know, icing on the cake there. Right. Cherry on top, for sure. Also, back to that soundtrack night, we went to Waffle House oh, afterwards. I'm the mayor of Waffle House. <laughs> and had what I believe was the best hour and a half in a Waffle House of all time. Yeah. Put on some music in the jukebox. Yep, yep. Our our waitress was uh, not upset with the high energy that we brought in there at like three in the morning. I uh, I had taken some some acid 
that night and I remember walking to use the bathroom and just feeling really good and I passed there's, there's a, a lone guy sitting at the bar and he had a biker jacket on and it was a cool illustration on the back and I like stopped and I was like, I was like dude your jacket's really cool and, and the guy behind the bar that, that was working there was like no like keep moving <laughs> you're having fun but you don't need to you don't need to have a conversation with this guy get fucking shot at a Waffle yeah. House yeah um to keep things on track or like re- return to some order of semblance. Oh, um, are you touching on Thailand now? Yeah. So I was thinking, <laughs> uh, along the nutrition kick, I know one of the, one of the main things you're really excited about in Thailand is the food. Absolutely. So what, what are you looking forward to? Like, I, I mean, some things you're trying to hit. I've, uh, you know, I have a very limited experience of Thai food being, you know, whatever restaurant I can find, in the town that I'm living in, or maybe if I visit a town, be like, ooh, yeah, Thai food sounds good. Um, But I feel like that's a pretty Americanized version of what I'm going to experience over there. Even even my most recent, no, time I got Thai food before last was in Denver with my friend Hillary, and um, I ordered drunken noodles, which seems to be a classic on the menus here. Mm -hmm. And the, the waitress was like, how hot do you want it? I'm like, Five. I want like Thai spicy. She's like, really? You can't return it after, <laughs> after you get it, you know. And I was like, yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah. Please proceed. And uh, you know, we sit there and we chat. She brings it out and have a few bites. I'm like, this isn't fucking spicy at all. Like, mm. I'm ready for that. Not dumbed down. Like, yeah. blow your asshole out. I gotta go back to the hostel yeah. for the rest of the day. Bird's eye chilies and fish sauce, just like topping everything off and and like uncomfortable heat but it's just so good that you yeah. can't stop eating um and then uh, also here it's like you kind of see those same few dishes like pad thai pad siu, drunken noodles thai chicken wings whatever um and i know there's so much more than that you know having watched anthony bourdain travel through thailand or um I watched this show last night on Netflix called Street Food in the first episodes in Bangkok. Um, you're just seeing this wide array of dishes that you never make it to a menu over here because they might be a little too strange or whatever for our yeah. palate. So looking forward to experiencing. So you're down to try some weird shit? Oh, yeah. Gonna, if it's available, I'm trying to eat it. Eat some cricket? I'll eat bugs. No big cool. deal. I don't know if I don't know if Thailand does this, but that like half incubated chicken in the egg. I believe that's a Filipino. Okay. Deal. Okay. I had the opportunity to eat that when I was backpacking once, and I did not. I, yeah. Uh, my buddy Chen, who's Taiwanese, uh, had two. Like he did got like he it? got one. He sucked that thing down like it was nothing. Like no. Like the, apparently the beak is a little crunchy. Uh huh. Because it's like a it's a so it's a I can't remember what it's called. But it, Jeff yeah. said it to me yesterday. It's a it's a, a partially formed chicken fetus in the egg, and so it's got like a little bit of the bone, a little bit of the beak, you know, in the egg, and then the the egg substance, and it's cooked, and so it's a little bit runny. You like suck the juice out, and then you pop the rest of it in your mouth, and I I legit was like almost nauseous just watching him do it yeah texturally it sounds awful it's like like a giant loogie but with some sticks in it or something you know totally yeah how do they 
you said they cook it. Do they like boil it for a second or like fry it for a second? I think, or it's, I think it's a boil. You just like, a boiled okay, egg. okay, boiled in some type of like tea or broth, and then you just like crack it. Yeah. And One of my favorite dishes while I was in Taiwan, and you could get it at Seven Eleven. So they had like hot pot and steamed buns at at Seven Eleven. So I've heard like, the Asian Seven Elevens are fire. It's, it's ridiculous. They're on every corner. Like squid flavored lays. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they would have these, it was called thousand-year-old eggs. And so they had like, uh, kind of like a, mm, like a, a, rice, a rice cooker okay. deal, but with broth in it. <clears throat> and they would have these eggs, these brown eggs in there. And they're just like sitting in there all day, just hot. And you get it out and you put it in a little plastic bag. And so it's a hard-boiled egg, but it's been stewing in like this tea broth. And you crack it open and it's just like the, such a nice flavor. Yeah. It's like a nice little snack. You get that and like... A sushi triangle, which is like this rice, it was in the fridge, and they're different flavors, and there's there like a rice triangle wrapped in seaweed with some type of filling, like some meat, meat sure. filling. My favorite is the salmon, smoked salmon one. They're like 30 NT, which is a dollar. Okay. And so it was like this really cleverly wrapped plastic thing where like you, there's a little tab, and you bring it up and around, and then you pull from the different corners, and it pops out, and it's this perfectly like prepared little... Ah, Peter's going to the gym too. Everybody's on it today. Peter Peter walks by the studio window here in my room. Go house. <laughs> uh, Sorry. You're like, yeah, you want to do 20 push-ups? I was like, no, not even a little bit. <laughs> Maybe later. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited for all your food endeavors. I definitely make sure to document. Yeah, that's going to be the big thing. All, all, all meals will be documented. Cool. We'll come home with a camera roll of... 1,000 different hot noodle dishes. Hot noodle, hot noodle. <laughs> uh, that's cool. What are some other things that you're excited about? I, I know you're trying not to build anticipation. Yeah, like, yeah. You look into it too much. You're not like, what am I going to do in this city? What am I going to do in this city? You're just kind of Absolutely. I, I, I have such limited expectations. Like I Googled Chiang Mai the other day, mm-hmm. um, which is a city in the north of Thailand. And I was like looking at pictures for for a couple of minutes, and I was like, no, 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 don't spoil yeah. the uh, the mystery and 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 just unknown idea of it all. Exited out of the window real quick. Nice, um, it's a good choice. So you know, a lot of it's just going to be like going there. I, I land in Bangkok, and I'll probably sleep for like twenty hours when I get there because of this extreme plane ride. Uh, but after that, it. Plan to just like wander the city, maybe do a bike tour. My friend, friends Ben and Kelly, who lived out there for a while, said a bike tour is a cool way to kind of get a locals view of of the of the city. Mm-hmm. And just if I see something that interests me, kind of pop over there. I definitely want to check out a bunch of temples, check out a bunch of markets, and 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 just just wander, just take it all in, just you know. Be lost, but like with a purpose. Yeah. Um, yeah. The whole plan right now is really loose. It's it's land in Bangkok, hang out there for a few days, go north and meet up with some people. Hopefully, our other other roommate Cody. Cody, who's been um, gone forever, has yes since the beginning of December. He's been on a world world tour. Dogger goes under. That's right. Down under. Down under. Yeah, yeah. Australia. Um, Hopefully he'll still be in the north and I can link up with him. But if not, then Ben and Kelly again have linked me up with somebody who lives in Chiang Mai who I plan on getting coffee with and 
you know, getting getting his kind of uh, recommendations and and must sees and all that jazz. Um, and then from there, head east maybe. Um, ben said Isan is is like really cool and kind of like old school and less developed, but but totally worth seeing. But also off the uh, typical backpackers yeah. route. Yeah, it doesn't take far outside of like the big hubs to like really be in like dirt roads, you know, stray dogs running in the street and people pulling wagons down and yeah. uh, you know, little boys with switches like following oxes through fields. Like it's And that sounds cool. I want to be able to experience that too. Like while being in these giant cultural mainstays of the country is gonna be great. I wanna, you know, experience something that it's just un, un, uh, unattainable here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, unless you go out to like fucking Kansas and <laughs> see so, some kids running through a field, but it's, it's, that's even more developed than what I imagine this yeah. being. It's still way different. Yeah. And then from there, maybe pop into Cambodia, which I'm planning to be my only out of Thailand excursion for Angkor Wat, which you've, spoken very highly of and yeah. another few co-workers have spoken very highly of so maybe hang there for a couple days yeah Angkor, Angkor Wat <laughs> for those who are unfamiliar is a, a system of ruins ruined temples uh, in central Cambodia which are still being uncovered like this like some I think a French soldier or something was on patrol in the fort in the jungle and like came upon the like little bit of ruins and so they've been digging this out for years and years and years and years and it's just like this it's incredible it's and you can you can go and you can just like climb through the ruins it's so cool some of them are it's like an when I ancient was there, playground it's an ancient playground <laughs> well the, the wildest thing about it to me is like when I was uh, it was a couple of years ago that I went but um, you can kind of wander around and you can ride a bike or you can rent a tuk-tuk which is like a motorcycle with like a little carriage attached to it and um, so you're popping around these ancient temple ruins and there's these just massive trees growing out of the structures like so the, these trees are hundreds and hundreds of years old just from the size of them and they are growing out of buildings that have fallen down so if the trees are that old you have to like the scale of that time frame is just it, it it's it's hard to wrap your brain around. So I want to see that. That yeah, sounds cool. That's pretty, that's pretty incredible. <laughs> um, but you know, if I don't, if I don't make it out there, if I get just tied down in Thailand, yeah, I hey. kind of hate that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> you can definitely do that too. Um, then you know, I'll be back, and yeah. it'll be on the list for next time. Like, um, I don't want to like half-ass five different countries. Yeah. On, on my first trip out there, I'd rather just give Thailand my full and undivided attention and really like understand what's happening there and, mm-hmm. and enjoy that to, to the fullest. And then, you know, on subsequent visits, be able to, you know, fly into Bangkok, hang out for like two days, mm-hmm. bop here, bop there. And then from there, do like a full Southeast Asian excursion or just stay in Thailand if I like it that much, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, you just you you just have such a uh, your personality is you're gonna do really well there. Like just staying in hostels, like you're, you're if anything you're gonna have to like 
say no to people <laughs> that want to hang out with you. Just because you're, you're so comfortable in your own skin, like that's it's just such an attractive. But I mean, being. being comfortable in your own skin in a place that you're comfortable in, I think, is a little different than being comfortable in your own skin in a place that is completely new for you. True. Yeah. So I'm curious to see how my personality adapts to just a completely foreign experience and country. Mm-hmm. Um, but I imagine it won't be yeah. too difficult to, to find some people to fit in with. Just keep your head on your shoulders. That's I mean, that's something that I've saw over and over. It's just like you, you know, be be aware of your surroundings, yeah. especially if you're partying. Yeah. Don't bring your shit out. Yeah. You know, which you know that. Yeah. The things that I do here, you know, I'm not gonna. Yeah. Well, there was one time in Baltimore during the Ravens Super Bowl, I decided to party with my backpack that kind of had my whole life in it at the time, and oh, no. I don't know where I set it down. Maybe at. One of the four bars we bounced around to while celebrating the the Ravens' victory, maybe in the cab ride home, maybe just on the streets mm-hmm. of of Federal Hill, which was a giant mob. Um, but yeah, after after doing that, I kind of learned like, all right, if you're gonna bring your backpack with you, don't have fucking everything in it. Right. Um, Lesson learned. Yeah. So I have like a main backpack, and then I have a little little day pack with me to throw in whatever necessities I need for roaming around the city during the day. Yeah. And night. And you can order it online at, at his website. <laughs> Rob, Roblovesbags.com. <laughs> and I bought that domain Dis- name discount. on Squarespace. <laughs> Dis- dis- <laughs> discount code. <laughs> Rob Loves Bags. Sponsor us, Squarespace. <laughs> oh, man. I'm excited for you. It's, it's going to be... Uh, so cool to hear. Sit down in a month, you know, plus a couple of days from now, and yeah, and, and, and see the wrap up, the do the debriefing. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, and then to 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 finish the uh, loose trail of Thailand, come from Cambodia mm, to the islands. Perhaps I I feel like I might have to make a stop in between there and and getting to the islands, but then kind of post up at the islands for for most of the last leg of the trip, and then. Back to Bangkok, where I fly out of, and you know, two three days there, and come back home with a nine hour layover in Japan, which I'm hell yeah contemplating leaving the airport and exploring a little bit. Unless the airport can keep me busy for nine and a half hours. Yeah, you'd probably be all right. Yeah, I I love airports. It's like one of my happy places. There's things I like and there's things I don't like. Like people watching is great and that kind of uh, it's kind of like a forced alone time if if you want it to be where totally. you can just like sit down and read or watch some shit you have downloaded or mm-hmm. catch up on a podcast. You can listen to us. Listen uh, to us. Uh, <laughs> um, you know that that part's really cool. But then like buying a bagel for eight dollars <laughs> yeah, is that's, that's just fucking ridiculous yeah i can't stand that part yeah um necessary evil yeah especially for a, a long one you're like well i guess i'm paying fucking like three dollars yeah. for a meal i have to eat a, a decent burger yeah vaping in the bathroom that's always hey. fun <laughs> you kids and your vapors um so yeah that's it's it's very close I mean, i'm filled with excitement and and, and nervousness 
something my therapist said is just those are two sides of the same coin though it's kind of mm. hand in hand yeah um yeah i'm i'm, I'm ready Hell my yeah. bag is actually packed downstairs and uh i got a few more things uh cross off the list before i go you know calling the credit card company be like hey don't block my card while i'm overseas yeah uh did you get money exchanged no not yet you're gonna do it there yeah uh, I read it's like on every street there's a, a spot you can do it at, so not too worried about that. Um, yeah, I've had some friends give me lots of pointers along the way. Reddit is your friend if you have no idea what you're doing. Just type in, hey, I, I want to do this, Reddit, and there will be oodles and oodles of pages uh, detailing everything. All the minutia, where to go, where to stay what to visit, what to see. Um, yeah. It's happening. We are, we are here. Well, I'm coming, we're coming up on the, the max. The hour cutoff, eh? Yeah, you, you want to leave any uh, little little dimes for people? You want to say anything? To share <laughs> Don't fans? be a dick, put shit on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my motto at Trader Joe's. It's but, like a good motto in life. Yeah, just it can like, be applied in many ways. Yeah, just put shit on the shelf being like, just do your fucking work. Read Dune. Fear, <laughs> fear is the mind killer. I'm actually surprised we didn't talk about Dune until right now. Yeah. Uh, I guess I gotta get back. I gotta get on it. I read it as a child and I enjoyed it. Played the video game. I think I. I think I have a deep. Like the the strategy, real time strategy. Real time strategy. Yeah, yeah. Super fun. Ethan was talking to me about that. Yeah, you had to level up all the freemen and like get them trained, and there's like you had to you know pool resources and. It was fun. Yeah, like out there mining space before yep. the worms come and get you. Yep. That sounds uh, that sounds like a game I'd play now. That yeah. sounds great. It was it was a fun and the graphics were pretty cool for the time. Just like little little <laughs> yeah. sprites walking Pix, to the desert. Pixelated. Yep. It's yep. great. It was cool. Um yeah, please read Dune. Thanks, Chops, for making me do that. Uh Fear's the Mind Killer. And uh what was the album that you said to download? Oh, uh Donuts by Jay Dilla. Jay Dilla changed my life. He can change yours too. <laughs> and just fucking have fun. Yeah. Don't take it all so serious. Loosen the fuck up. Yeah, just man. Be, be silly. Enjoy yourselves. Yeah, love people. Do what you want all the time. Say no. But also yes. Say no, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> say yes to say no. Sometimes. Love you guys. Love you. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Peace. Bye.